I'm curious if you have noticed some of the ads for weight loss drugs, not necessarily marketed as weight loss drugs. Uh, Ozempic is one that really comes to mind. It's actually a diabetes management drug, but many people finding that it helps aid in weight loss. And it's not the only one that's gotten a lot of attention. There are several others. I'm not going to pronounce all of these right, but you just a quick Google search of other drugs like Ozempic, Saxenda, Contravi, uh, Kissemia, Belvic, Xenical. I mean, there are so many. The list really goes on and on and on with people realizing that these might help with weight loss and therefore they're taking them even when they don't need them necessarily for what they're prescribed for. What is with this newfound obsession with thinness? It felt like we were making such huge strides in the body positivity movement and understanding that there could be many different forms of, of the way that the human body looks and that could be accepted as beautiful. And yet here we are in seemingly what feels like uh, an, an old way of thinking, really equating thinness with beauty. We're going to get into it right now with co-founder of Director of Operations and Programming for Body Confidence Canada. Aisha Faircliffe is joining the show. Aisha, thanks so much for making the time. Thank you so much for having me. It's funny, you said an old way of, of thinking. Um, it hasn't really gone away. I think we've we've moved towards body positivity, quote-unquote, and some people love the term body positivity, some people don't. But, you know, we are still inundated with um, perfection and what perfection is supposed to look like, and it's still equated to thinness. Yeah, and it's really, I think, too bad because it has it had felt as though we were making such huge strides. You know, just just seeing so many different types of bodies, different body shapes and sizes and celebrating beauty, you know, in, in many different forms. And, and yet, with so much popularity surrounding these drugs, it feels like we've really embraced thinness as being the ultimate beauty standard. Do you think that this in itself is a trend and we can sort of change it or is this always just going to be the way that our society works oh boy you know i wish i i, I would i'm going to be positive um but i think what this is um what this has continually showed us is that um thinness the 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 the, the quest for quote-unquote perfection um doesn't go away i think um body positivity is not a trend but it is changing um with drugs like ozempic people are thinking um that they can ultimately find happiness in weight loss and i think that's why some people are are taking the drug um obviously some people that have type 2 diabetes they need it but then there are others that are taking it and not necessarily thinking of of the side effects i mean there's a rare type of, of thyroid cancer that is associated um, with some of these drugs and i think the the bigger question is um why people aren't happy why people don't feel safe mm -hmm. um in the bodies that they are living in um and as somebody that also works in in media you have to think of the images that we see on television of people that are larger oftentimes they are asexual they are just the funny best friend um they are lazy they are the brunt of the joke oftentimes on television you're never seeing somebody in a larger size body that has like a real life, like the full experience mm. of what life looks like. And many times when you see these characters on television, um, they are, um, 
sometimes their storylines are focused on their weight, not just their, their, not them necessarily living their lives, but it's focused on their weight. So no wonder so many people think that if I lose, you know, five pounds, I don't want to be like that person on television. I, I think you said so many really important things in, in that answer and a few that I want to really dive into, but I think you're absolutely right that, yeah, typically when we see someone who is larger, it's that storyline that makes them, uh, that makes their presence, uh, I think, important on any sort of show. And it works the opposite way too. I mean, even if we're celebrating someone who's larger, we have to make that a point to say, well, look, this person is, is plus size and therefore, you know, aren't they beautiful? I'm thinking about a swimsuit model for Sports Illustrated, Ashley Graham, and how, yeah. you know, she got so much attention because, oh, isn't she beautiful? And she's plus size. And we had to incorporate that into the conversation around her rather than just celebrating someone who who was gorgeous. We have such a strange, a strange way of talking about anyone who's not this, you know, this, this yep. small body type. We are we we are obsessed with our appearance, um, and obviously people are obsessed because they are are seeing people that quote unquote are attract more and more attractive, living better lives mm. um, on the covers of magazines, on television. Um, um, but yeah, we are obsessed with with our appearance, um, and smaller equals happier and more fulfilled. And you're right, even um, plus size stars like Lizzo, Ashley Graham, um, sometimes not necessarily no, they're not just known for their talent, but what they look like. And yes, Ashley Graham is a model, and yes, she's plus size. But you know, I'll think of somebody like Lizzo, who at some at points in earlier in her career had kind of been like, I don't want to be a represent a representative. I'm right. just me. Right. I am just me. Um, and there's so many people that want to be just them, um, but people are still attacking them based on their side. So it's about being a representation, but it's also just, just living your life and it's a part of who you are and it doesn't take away from who you are. It still enhances who you are. So we definitely need to continue to see more images of people like Lizzo, people with various body sizes, people of different genders um, that aren't put on just because of their quote unquote difference. Do you think that, that people really put put so much emphasis on their weight because of their their unhappiness. You, you mentioned that, you know, the idea of thinness equating happiness. Well, I'll feel better when I look a certain way or I'll feel better when I lose, you know, X amount of, of weight. I think we put so much pressure on that situation and, and you know, sort of use that as, as a crutch. And now it's so dangerous that we have all of these drugs that are readily accessible, like Ozempic, which is the, you know, the biggest one that I think we talk about that, that make mm -hmm. it easy. And it really just perpetuates that idea. Well, if I can get the weight to fall off, I'll be happy, but it doesn't really work like that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, like in the, the pursuit of, of, of vanity, people are, are risking their lives. I mean, eating disorders are on the rise. I mean, social media is wonderful for so many things. But as we know, um, social media can also cause anxiety. It can also cause depression. It causes a slew of things. So I think it's really about finding a balance. Um, I'm not, I hope I don't think I'm necessarily answering your question, but... Um, it's a, I think it's about finding a balance, finding a balance in between um, what you see on social media and real life and also surrounding yourself um, with people that make you feel good. It's hard to it's hard to police that. And I know, you know, we can choose who we follow and what we're exposed to. But, you know, no matter what, I think we're, we're really inundated with these these images that are meant to to make certain components of life and certain sizes really glamorized to us and, and really appealing. And so it's it seems like we're, we're fighting what is a, a really difficult battle, especially for for young people. You know, yeah. I, I think about social media and and how much content is being put out there by 
by by teenagers and how some of those really you know young small underdeveloped bodies are what's being idolized which is you know the same messaging that we received several years ago in in who was in a magazine well maybe you shouldn't glamorize that person because they might be 13 or 14 years old and it's sort of the same situation now with social media only on such an elevated stage i want to get into what maybe parents can talk to their kids about what the messaging should look like and what people should do if they feel like they're really struggling with negative body image aisha we do just have to take a very short break so just bear with me we'll come right back into this conversation aisha faircliffe is the co-founder and director of operations and programming at body confidence canada what does the rise in popularity of weight loss drugs mean for feeling good about yourself we're going to get back into it in three minutes this is Chelsea Onchad talking about the rise in popularity of weight loss drugs like Ozempic, that's the one that probably comes to mind first, means for the body positivity movement. Are we just fighting an uphill battle? That's impossible. Our guest is the co-founder of Director of Operations and Programming for Body Confidence Canada, Aisha Faircliffe. Aisha, thanks so much for sticking around on hold. I really appreciate your time. Happy to be here, too. So what advice would you give to parents who have kids that are, you know, on, on social media, or just living their life in the world as we, as we know it right now, and feeling like their self-esteem or their body confidence has taken a hit? You know, the first thing I, I think that parents should do um, is... Uh, you know, monitor monitor social media. We all are growing up. Our parents monitored uh, what shows we watched. You know, ooh, too much rough language, or there's too much sex on television. We wouldn't necessarily watch those shows until you reach a certain age. So I think it's important that parents kind of monitor um, what social media pages uh, that their teenagers, their kids go to. But I also think, guess what? You can't track everything. But kids have to be aware of filters. Not all kids know, or teenagers know that you know that image that you're looking at has you know. 10 or 12 filters on it. So it's really important um, for them to seek out authentic images. And I also think it's important um, for parents to acknowledge um, their kids' feelings um, and to validate them. You know, some kids have body dysmorphia. Um, we don't tell our kids that, you know, they're being silly or, or get over it. Um, some people will need therapy. Um, therapy um, such as Medic or Body Brave, they're doing amazing work for people to have healthier relationships with their bodies. And I also think parents have to be cognizant of the language that they use okay. at home. Um, there's so many times that we use negative, negative body talk, um, fat talk at home, when you don't realize kids are always listening. Oh, I've got to eat that. Nothing wrong with eating different types of foods, but oh my God, I'm feeling fat today. Or don't eat that. Kids internalize those things over the years. And it's no wonder sometimes, and I'm not necessarily blaming parents, but it's, it's, it's everyone. Um, even in the workplace, there, there's fat talk. Oh, I can't eat that cookie today. Ooh, it's a cheat day. Mm-hmm. We are normalizing, you know, disordered eating. And we need to have conversations about um, healthy eating and, and healthy bodies and just loving yourself. But also knowing that it's not easy to love yourself every day. And no pun intended. It's not just, it's not a pill that you take right. to make yourself, <laughs> right? right. To, to love yourself. It's, it's an ongoing discussion um, and a battle sometimes. Because sometimes you're like, oh, yes. I'm feeling good and other times you don't and there's nothing wrong with that but it it is a lifelong process Um, it's a mantra that you can say it's looking at images and it's also socializing with people that make you feel good you know that person that you're around sometimes and you think oh my gosh Mm -hmm. every time I see them I don't feel good Mm -hmm. guess what they don't need to be in your life it doesn't matter how old you are it really is sometimes about choosing the circle that you want Um, and I think kids um, and 
teenagers and heck, adults need to realize that too. It's about choosing people that make you feel good and talking to yourself the way that um, you would want somebody else to talk to you. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy. Um, and it's not necessarily because we want to, but it's because of all the images that we are constantly bombarded by telling us that we are not good enough um, the way that we are. Yeah, I mean, I think that it is a struggle for most people at some point mm-hmm. in their lives. It's, it's something that is just so common. So it's easy for that language to slip out, that really critical language about yourself. And you're right, kids pick up on that. And I think really being careful with what compliments you're giving a child especially girls like don't always compliment them on their looks there's so much more than that there's so much more to focus on oh my gosh you are so smart you are so wonderful <laughs> you are so bright i keep you yeah. on the show forever keep feeding me these compliments <laughs> thank you so much for making the time uh really appreciate your perspective on this Thank you for having me. Of course. Aisha Faircliffe is co-founder of Director of Operations and Programming for Body Confidence Canada. And it seems that the rise in popularity of weight loss drugs is creating a a big hit for body positivity and the body positivity movements. They're so common now. Ozempic is just one of them. And you've heard so many conversations about it. Now there are so many others that people are using that really just sort of glorifies that thinness is beauty, beauty standard that it felt like we had been moving away from.